This is a Poets and Writers page one author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. They say all the cells in your body regenerate every seven years. When I turned 20, my father had been dead for eight. So if that theory is true, no cell in my body had ever been on the planet at the same time as him. I'd changed, cell by cell, into a person he never knew. I was in college, learning new things that I couldn't debate with him or get his opinion on, that I had to decide the value of for myself. I had an apartment in the East Village with a roommate I loved like a sister, whom he'd never met. I was bartending, part of my neighborhood community, not as the daughter of a local artist, but as myself. I had a whole life, and my father wasn't in it. With every step forward, I was acutely aware that I was moving further and further from the version of me that had known him, or even a version of me that he would recognize. I was entering the world as a fatherless woman, after years as a fatherless girl, and I didn't know how to move forward without leaving my father behind. For all of my adolescence, I'd stayed rooted in my grief because that was where I'd felt most connected to him. It was where he had left me, like when I was little and my parents warned that if we ever got separated on the subway, I was to get out at the next stop and wait for them there. If I stayed in my grief, my father would know where to find me. But if I just went ahead and enjoyed college and started planning for a career and becoming my own full person in the world, leaving the heaviness of grief behind, I feared then my father would be truly gone, somehow even more than he already was. The only way to stop that from happening, I thought, was to find a new way to grieve for him. I needed my relationship with my father to change and grow, like every parent-child relationship changes when the child becomes an adult, even if that just meant my relationship with his absence. I realized then that I'd been saving his notebooks, that subconsciously I'd always thought of them as one more letter from him, like the one that arrived days after he died. I'd been keeping this last little bit of him for a future when I would really need it, and I needed it now. A little bit of him that could be new to me, that I could discover with wonder, a way to bring my relationship with him into the present of my life, learning to see him in a new way so that I could mourn him in a new way. That last letter he wrote on the bus was the fatherly advice that I rationed through my adolescence. I stretched it out and applied it to everything, telling myself over and over to stand up and be proud, trying to hear it in his voice. Now I was on another precipice, looking toward adulthood, and I needed a new pearl of his wisdom. Just one more. One more letter from him that magically made it across the border of death, and I'd be able to step forward into the rest of my life.